0: Welcome to the Tavern Chat podcast. I'm your host Eric Tankar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor at the Tankar's Tavern blog, Discord server, and uh, the Tankar's One Chat role playing community on Facebook. We picked up. I think we're uh, are we over 150 members there right now. I think we are. I- I'd like to say for sure, but I can. I can never remember because we've been adding so many people. So I will open it up and we will look. 157 members. So something that launched, uh, I don't know, four or five days ago. And we we call it a one-shot role-playing. But in all honesty, it's there for many reasons. You can recruit for regular groups there. You can, your one-shot could turn into a regular group in an ongoing campaign or a story arc, whatever it's it's less about the name of the group, more about getting GMs and players on the same page together. But I think that, but that speaks well enough about itself. So today, I actually pulled out my players' handbook. Now this isn't my uh, one is my AD and D one eight players handbook. It's not the one I took with me to, uh, what you call it, Gary Conda kind of had everybody sign. This was owned by uh, a Chris B. He's I bought out his game collection after finding it on Craigslist. Him advertising on Craigslist just a couple of years ago. I don't know five, and uh, I, I I did feel bad, but his wife was making get rid of it all. But in any case, I was looking through the player's handbook, and I was thinking about, not spells. Spells, especially in, in 1A, something that I don't see in many of the OSR rule sets is spell components. And I'm not just talking about material components. I'm talking about indicating whether there is a, a verbal component, which most spells are, are spoken whether there's a somatic component, gestures, and whether there's a material component. Now, um, when it comes to A, D, and D spells, they had all three. And and I know that the first thing that we pretty much did away with when I was playing A, D, and D back in the day, the first thing that we glossed over was material components. Because if you didn't have a material component, you, you couldn't cast certain spells. You know, you, without, without the material component, you couldn't cast sleep, right? A pinch of dust. You couldn't cast identify. Identify had, what was it, a hundred gold piece pearl? I'm actually looking for that one right now. Yes, the material components of the spell are a pearl of at least 100 gold piece value and an owl feather, steeped in wine with the infusion drunk, and a live miniature carp swallowed whole prior to prior to spell casting. In any of your, I mean, where if you're out in the road, or in a dungeon, where are you getting a live carp? I, I remember players taking time to uh, rest learn new spells and it's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to get identifying these new items that we found that we know are magical. And I always remember we would generally enforce the hundred gold piece cost. Fine. But an owl feather steeped in wine and swallowing a live carp, goldfish, um, that wasn't happening when you're on a road. That's not happening when you're adventuring. You'll be lucky if it happens when you're in town. If you're in a small town, you're going to find that live carp to swallow whole. So that was like the first thing that we uh, did away with. And I, I remember the idea of uh, the, the use of body movements, the somatic uh, component. Was often glossed over. It was always well. If you cast silence, you've stopped all spell casting. You've stopped ninety-five percent of the spell casting, but there are a handful of spells in here I can't recall off the moment. Of course, I am a horrible, horrible host of this podcast. I can't fucking recall which ones don't have a verbal component. And I, uh, you know what? I used to know this shit back in the day. I did. So, some of them, I remember as a early player, I would comb through the player's handbook and try to find spells that didn't include uh, somatic components, movements. Because you could probably get away with whispering your spell, but it was always hard not to be seen casting it. Also, material component. if you could get away without having a material component, it'd be great. Now, one thing that surprised me mirror image doesn't have a material component. You would think that mirror image would have, I don't know, a mirror as a component, even if it's reusable. And by the way, some of these components are reusable, they aren't used up, or the pinch of sand. So, I mean, you have your little, uh, I don't know. Pouch of sand that probably lasts you for years. But do we enforce that in our current clones in our simulacrums? Am I pronouncing that right? I'm sure somebody will correct me if I'm not. Um why is that? Because these are rules that for the most part I hear somebody walking around the floor. Oh, it's a cat and the dog in the background facing off. But the reason why we don't use uh, spell components to the rate that we were, I don't know, initially shown them with AD and D first edition is because so many groups hand wave them away. Another rule size of your, uh, shield right size of your shield impacted how many times per round it would actually affect your armor class so if you're got a small shield it only protects you against one attack a medium shield two attacks and a large shield three attacks per round i don't recall ever using that how about the uh, shield doesn't affect you, if you know, doesn't help your armor class if you're being attacked from the right flank? Think about it. Your shield's on your left side, right? So if somebody comes at your right flank, you don't... How how often? We always say, oh, yeah, yeah, you're being attacked from behind. Obviously, it's not going to... You know, the shield's not going to help you, but... Now, I'm a lefty by nature, and I always had my characters be lefty, so if you think about it, that would mean that my character would probably walk. If we're doing double file, would suggest that he walk on the right side of the column, thereby having shield in the right hand. To my left, somebody has shield in the left hand, and you're protecting the, uh, you know, the party a bit more effectively, assuming you're using those flanking rules. Again, something that I don't see coming up in OSR rule sets. Am I disappointed by that? Hell no. Like I said, we didn't run with these rules back in the day. They were probably too many rules, and that's why obscure rules like these fell to the wayside. Segments. Segments in spell casting. Spell interruption. How often do we play with that in old school gaming? It, it doesn't necessarily make the game more fun to have all these other toggles that you have to worry about. This is on, this is off, this is verbal, this is semantic material. Did you did you remember to bring a pinch of sand? Where's your live goldfish? Do you need it? I would say no. But then we did away with that stuff, like I said, pretty early on in our original gaming. At least my groups did. Let me know what your groups did. Let me know how you played it out. I'd love to hear. Always a fun time to hear from my listeners. We are sneaking up. We've got about a month out from a year. A year of a daily podcast, which uh, is probably fucking insane if you think about it. But I've been doing this now to have 328 episodes down. So we are 37 episodes away from a solid year. Holy fucking shit. And I curse like a sailor. Even better, right? Listen, folks. I like my, my watch, but it's telling me to breathe, and apparently it doesn't know that I am breathing. Let's figure that one out. As always, folks, thank you for listening. If you get a chance, if you are listening on iTunes, give us a rating. Give us a review. It helps. It really does. And uh, as always, stay safe, be well, God bless, roll those dice, and I will talk with you all tomorrow. Later, folks.